0: Hi there. This is Jim, the keys bartender. If you're not familiar with the keys bartender podcast, it's a show about uh, bartending, the Florida keys and life in general. And this being the first show of 2023, I wanted to talk about resolutions. I'm not a big fan of resolutions because of just the wording of it, just the wording of it. I'm into the more like three r's or something like that but just having a plan because a resolution just stands out it's like i want to be get be fit i want to do this but you i i want to stop drinking i want to get a new job i want to recommit to my relationship all these things but without a plan you really don't have much going for you really you just say i want to be more fit and then what are you going to do what are you going to do well i'm going to go to the gym Well, how are you going to go to gym? Are you going to do cardio? Are you going to do weightlifting? Are you going to go see a trainer? I mean, there's got to be a plan. You're just not going to wake up being more fit. Same thing with eating. I want to eat right. Well, are you going to eat right if you keep on going to McDonald's? No. So I'm staying away from that negativity right there. And if you think about it, the first month of 2023, January, they have a big one right there. In January, and I'm going to spend a little bit talking about that. I'll tell you a little story. Um, these are for people. If you listen to podcasts, you heard the story before. In 2007, I ha- I got separated from my wife. I didn't have any children, so I didn't feel the need to stay in Philadelphia. I had a friend down here in Key Largo, and I had visited Key Largo in 2006 with um, two other friends. And we went down to Key West and all that. And I knew that the Keys had a big, big drinking culture. Like I said in previous episodes, Key Largo is a drinking town with a fishing problem. And and that ain't ain't no joke. It's like uh, you really have to be outside the bounds of really heavy drinker to really be looked upon as someone like that. Because a lot of people, it's a drinking culture down here. So I come down here. I'm down here for approximately four months when I get to my old patterns of drinking, drinking lots, drinking lots and not being happy about myself, being a little depressed. One of my friends approached me about it. I was living on a sailboat in a marina. I had previously in Philadelphia, I worked an office job for the government and I moved down here and I became a bartender. And The same thing was happening. I was feeling the same way about my life, uh, except being separated. You know, I had changed my place where I was. I was in uh, paradise. And I'm not, I'm making new acquaintances. I have a new job. I'm living in a, obviously, a very different place on a sailboat in a marina. And my life was pretty much the same. I was, it was like, My options were closing down on me and life wasn't getting any better. It seemed like it would be better. And so I had gone and called a psychologist in the area of in Key Largo and I asked for an appointment and the receptionist said to me, uh, I'm sorry, we don't have any appointments for two weeks. And I said, what am I supposed to do for two weeks? And the person said to me, this woman said, do you have uh, a drinking problem? And I said, well, I I drink. She goes, is it a problem? And I said, maybe. And she goes, well, why don't you check out this group in the front of the phone book? Right? So I checked it out. And I uh, got sober for seven years. Yada, yada. You know, it sounds like to come in short. Seven years became... It it turned my life around. I started doing things that I didn't do before. I mean, I did work out before, but I recommitted to my workout. I recommitted to new things. I, I tried to. I was taking, guitar lessons, uh, uh, going to AA, writing, writing a lot, and I moved uh, off the boat into a house. And eventually I met this lovely woman who I'm with today and have, you know, we have our daughter and everything's, uh, I wouldn't say rosy, but it's a lot better. My life is different than it was before, it was different than it was before. And without the way, the way I used to consume alcohol, I used to be, I guess the best way appropriate is to be anesthetized to life the way I drank that I would, I would drink in a bad mood, in a good mood. Uh, It was just so habitual. This, the things I would do. And actually I got used to the hangover. You know, once you get used to the hangover, a lot of people, regular drinkers out there, normies we like to call them is, that's the thing that makes them like they'll stop, you know, once someone had a bout of heavy drinking and they get a hangover, they won't drink for a while. Well, I get a hangover, be able to hand, handle it and start a couple hours after you know waking up. It just kept on getting more progressive for me. So that worked for me. And but that wasn't a resolution. Dry January. Uh, being coinciding obviously with the resolutions, it's weird at the beginning at the, uh, the first of the year but it's such a big change for a lot of people's lives that it's a good opportunity to take a look to see if you can um, do it and to see how it affects your life now some of the pitfalls you get from going sober if you're used to hanging out in in bars or situations where people are drinking. You'll find out those social situations become more awkward when you're not drinking. There's a comedian, uh, John Mulaney. He mentioned something about uh, credit. I credit him with this. He says he goes to a party and people know he's sober and they'll go. uh, Listen, we have a um, you know, we have a turn up would that be good for you? Because they don't know what you drink when you don't drink. Like there's soda, there's water, there's coffee, there's all sorts of things. And, um, but people have a tendency to think you don't trust somebody that doesn't drink because they'll remember it. Well, you know, if you're doing things you're not supposed to be doing, or you're embarrassed about the things you do when you're drinking, you should maybe reevaluate what you're doing instead of, Blaming the person that isn't participating in it. So, but if you if you find that issue, you have an issue with uh, not drinking, then you'd probably have to reevaluate that habit. And uh, I can, if you contact me, I can you know I can definitely I definitely have some suggestions for those people. But let's move on instead of doing the resolutions. I always think that. Um, you get, a resolution is so cut and dry, like I just resolved to do this. What are you resolving to do? How are you going to do it? What are your plans? You probably tried to do the same thing last year. So what you can do instead of a resolution, you can recommit. Recommit to your life. You know, most people, when they're re- reflecting on their life, they think about the things they really like. Oh, they like like to what happened. They like to be in a relationship. They like to be um, financially secure. They like to be healthy. They like to be mentally healthy. So there's all things like when you're full of anxiety uh, and stress, you might Just say, well, how am I going to relieve the stress and anxiety? And so part of it, you may need to relax. And how do I relax? And there's a lot of different paths to that you could try out. One could be uh, meditation. Another is to seek counseling. Another is maybe working out. Working out is a great way to do it. You know, tired body, you get some sleep and getting more sleep. Getting more sleep. And that ties into maybe if there's some substance that you're really having a hard time curtailing the intake of like whether it be sugar or fat or alcohol or some drugs you know when when it's you get talking about serious addiction even smoking uh you may have to seek some help with those things obviously people smoking it's very interesting because they probably, I don't know the numbers, but quitting smoking has to be a huge resolution for people. And it's one of the things, even years ago, they used to have uh, smoking uh, cessation clinics, and they introduced drugs uh, where, yeah, like Chantex, I think Chantex for alcohol, but there was one for not smoking too. Uh, But most of the solutions are over counter now. I remember when I quit smoking, I was a three-pack a day, two to three-pack a day smoker. And if I was drinking, I could you know, definitely smoke f- four packs. And I would uh, start out using the patch, and then I would go to uh, the lozenge, and then go with the gum. But that was always a thing. The resolution process is, is, is a multi-step process, just like quitting smoking. So for me, I, I, did, uh, exercise this, the patch, the lozenge, the gum, uh, not simultaneously, but it, I, I tried in the beginning, just using one thing. I tried it with the gum. Then I found out, you know, every so often when I ran out of gum, I go to sit back to cigarettes and now I'm chewing like a cow all day. And, uh, still better in smoking, right, breath tastes better. But uh, I always would go back to smoking. So I started doing throwing it back to uh, another solution. That doesn't work, I'll start working out more. This is years ago, I would walk for miles on my day off. I quit in the summertime. And a lot of that was instigated because because of my heavy drinking. I wanted do something for myself that did not involve the cessation of drinking. And I learned how to quit smoking. Now, the alcohol thing, my revelation came when I realized I didn't work well on alcohol. It wasn't for me. That some days, yeah, I could do two, three drinks. I didn't want to do two, three. I always left me one more. It's like taking one bite of a cupcake i did not not only want a whole cupcake i wanted six cupcakes so that's like booze and i didn't want a beer and someone offered me a beer i don't want a beer i want want a six pack so i uh i had to use a new system a new plan and, and i fell across going to a 12-step program because the receptionist at the doctor's office and with the smoking I accidentally hit upon you you're learning you're learning a process to, to do these things like you learn a process a process for going to the gym getting up getting dressed going there start working out sometimes people go with trainers and they get the whole routine and they go and do this this is my routine there's some very disciplined people out there and they commit and they do their own workout on their own. I have to go to a place where I'm surrounded by other people that are working out. Uh, I don't have the gumption or wherewithal to do it by myself. But when I'm around in a gym, I feel more motivated to do that. I can't explain that. Why? Same thing for not drinking. I don't look at alcohol as something I hate. I don't look, in, I don't see a bottle of bourbon and say, I, I don't like bourbon. I look at a bottle of bourbon and or a drink and I say, well, if I drink one drink, I'll be fine. But what happens is that one drink will lead to another one and it'll just reduce. I don't know how you describe it, reduce my inhibitions and I might be all right today. I might be all right tomorrow. But, you know, within, you know, a couple of days, it's going to be out of control. And it's just best that I don't start with that. Same thing with cigarettes nowadays. Uh, I didn't make a resolution on cutting out sweets in mm-hmm. my life because I still like to have some things. But I realized that when, uh, since I stopped drinking that, I do like sweets more. And then I had an unhealthy fixation with them. I, like I said, with a, a cupcake. I can eat six cupcakes. There's cupcakes sitting in my kitchen right now my, my daughter made. And I don't eat a cupcake at a time. It's like a potato chip. Who offers someone a potato chip? They say, would you like a potato chip? No, I want a bag of potato chips. So my, my resolutions are their steps to doing it. Instead of doing this, I'll do that. So with the smoking, it was walking for miles and carrying a backpack with water in it. It was summertime. It worked good. And it would take up my time. And when I'm I would, walking in a, in a good pace, I didn't think about smoking. Or if I did think about smoking, I wouldn't, it didn't, just didn't seem right to be doing something healthy and to smoke. So that system. <clears throat> Other things about like anxiety. And relaxation uh prior to the quitting of uh, drinking and smoking i used those things to cope with anxiety and when i went back to drinking for five years which i thought i needed to do a little additional research i thought after seven years of being sober i got sober 16 years ago and then seven years after that i decided to go back out and drink again realized after a while that it didn't get any better but during that i would start feeling anxiety i think it was tied to my drinking but i still i still get anxiety and stress it could be age related you know fear of getting older to fear of death um brain chemistry changes i don't know all i know is that i try multiple solutions when i do it um when when i was drinking i wasn't afraid of using medication so uh, years ago, I went and had, I think it was Lexapro to deal with that. And then the exercise really worked for me. The exercise worked best for me with the anxiety. If I don't do my, if I don't go and work out about four days a week, I just get anxious and it's not anxious about not working out. It's anxious anxiety for anxiety's sake. Maybe it's just that automatic system in your brain that just, kicks in. And it didn't have that opportunity when I was drinking. So as I'm sober, maybe it's in overdrive. And people say, well, Jim, maybe it's better that you drink and not have the anxiety. Well, I still had the anxiety when I was drinking. It was something that alcohol wouldn't address anymore for that. So what's the use of it? Didn't add anything to my life other than me getting inebriated, uh, multiple, multiple times a week. So I know with, uh, working out meditation, doing the podcast, it's very important that I do these, this thing on a regular basis, because it's a way that I can, uh, channel some of my energies. I know it's not perfect, but who is, you know, I, I definitely, would like to up the production um, quality here. I don't know if, um, I mean, up until today, I was going to hold off. I I know if I don't do something, if I continue not doing something, if I continue not going to, let's say, a a meeting where one of my 12-step meetings, which is I only go to one. Type of 12-step meeting for alcohol. But if I don't go to that, I'll find a reason not to be sober. And if I find a reason, if I stop meditating, I'll get in the habit of not meditating. Same thing for working out. Same thing for not eating healthy. If I get in the habit of it. So my resolution is pretty much (coughs) not only... (coughs) Excuse me, one moment. <clears throat> Not only expunging of bad habits, it's incorporating good habits in my life. Um, the one thing I probably won't get like it's, it's like up and down with this. You know, every year you hear coffee is good for you, it's bad for you. It's some coffee. It's little. You know what though? That's my that's my drug now. I have to do it. It's just one of those things. So, pretty much the point for for this whole thing I did was there's nothing wrong with resolutions, but you have to go a little further in depth with them. Yeah, it's a, it's a job doing that. It's a job. It says um, the resolution for two twenty three for somebody might be I'm going to keep the house clean. We can say that, but. You have to have a plan. You're going to say every week I'm going to spend a couple hours doing it or every day I'm going to take 15 minutes and take care of a certain room. There's always something I said, when I wake up, I'm going to make my bed. When I come home, I'm going to do a load of laundry. I'm not going to let it pile up. I'm never going to let my dishes sit in the sink or in the dishwasher. I'm going to... uh Make sure there's not excess clutter. I'm going to de, what do you call, de-hoard my house. These are all good things. And every time we do something like that, and we do something for ourselves as a gift, and it's also, it makes for a better present because that resolution is kind of like looking into the future. You're thinking, what, what do I want to be? But you got to think, what do I have to do in order to be that person? So, being a present. Resolve to make 2023 a great year by doing things in, um, let's say, instead of just making a resolution, making a plan to complete those uh, resolutions. As I sounds like I'm about to lose my voice, this is Jim the Keys bartender signing off. Take care.